For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Michael Stelzner, and I am the host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. This is the show for marketers and for business owners who want to know what in the world works with social media. And we've got an awesome show for you today. Later on in the show, I'm going to be interviewing Vivica Von Rosen, who is the author of the awesome new book, LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day. And we're going to explore all the new capabilities of LinkedIn and what they mean for marketers. I also have a really cool discovery that I want to share with you. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and share that discovery right now. After mediating a crocodile family dispute, look at what Michael Stelzner discovered. Okay, so chances are pretty good that you have multiple social accounts, probably on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Maybe you even have a blog. And of course, you've got bazillions of different services and sites that you use. And maybe you're concerned about security. Maybe you're concerned about someone hacking into your account, deleting your blog, or perhaps who knows doing what um, with your social profiles, like sending messages to your friends that aren't really from you. Well, one of the best things you know that you can do, of course, is to make really strong passwords on your social accounts. But the challenge, of course, is remembering all these passwords. And that is where this new find comes in. It's called 1Password. It's number one password. And let me explain a little bit about how this incredible app works. What it does is it synchronizes with dropbox.com and you can set up a dropbox.com account for free and you can buy an app that sits on your Mac or Windows machine and you can also get an app that sits on your your iPad, your iPhone, your Android. Pretty much they've got it all covered. And the way it works is you log in and you create your own ID and password, and it has a secure password generator, and you never need to ever remember what that password is again. Because, for example, let's just say that you're on your Mac and you log into a brand new website. It's smart enough to say, hey, you've, you've just logged into a brand new website. Would you like to save this into one password? And you say yes, and magically it synchronizes it over to your iPhone or your Android so that you never have to worry about ever remembering what your passwords are on any of your accounts. And I just think it's one of the coolest apps that I've ever had. And it just, it it allows you to be super secure. And just to give you some perspective, there is a master password that allows you to get into this thing. But on your uh, mobile device, you can create two levels of passwords, one to get into the app and then the master password. And you can It's got bazillions of different settings on it, for example. Not only can you put all the passwords for every single website that you could ever imagine, but you can also put in your credit card information and all these different accounts. It's encrypted, and it lives up on the cloud. 
And I've started using this. And one of the main reasons I use this is because sometimes for business, I travel with my laptop. And one of my biggest fears is that if my laptop was stolen, someone would get access to all of our secrets by simply logging into all these websites that we have access to, potentially deleting our our blog and many other things. But now my laptop, if someone steals it, there's absolutely nothing on there that anyone will be able to get access to because all of my passwords are completely long difficult for me to remember, encrypted and stored out on the cloud so that if my laptop is ever stolen or I purchase a new laptop, all I've got to do is install another version of 1Password and bada bing, it works. So check it out. I think uh, there's a reason why this thing is getting rave reviews because it really is allowing people like you and me to get much more secure and never really ever have to worry about our passwords and remembering what they are ever again. And you can find out more at agilebits.com slash one password. And that's agilebits.com slash one password. And if for whatever reason uh, you can't remember uh, that URL, you can just go to the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 13. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show. Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app and happy listening. Okay, so let's transition over to the interview with our special guest. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I am so excited to be joined today by Viveka Von Rosen. If you don't know who Viveka is, she's the author of a great new book called LinkedIn Marketing, an Hour a Day. She's also the founder of the site LinkedIntoBusiness.com. Viveka, how are you doing today? I am excellent. Thank you, Michael. Well, today we're going to explore what's new with LinkedIn and how marketers can cash in on all that LinkedIn is doing. And there's a lot of new stuff going on with LinkedIn. Isn't there, Vivica? There, there is so much new stuff coming on with LinkedIn. Yeah, there's 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 a lot to talk about. It I'm excited like, about the changes. Yeah, it seems like almost every week something new. So let's start out with um, LinkedIn company pages. Uh I know that uh, many people listening may already have a LinkedIn company page. I know that we have a LinkedIn company page, but I also know that there's been some things that are new and that are different about LinkedIn company pages. Can you kind of explain a little bit about what's evolving with company pages? Sure. You know, and it's funny because um, at the beginning of my book, which was written obviously months and months ago, I said, I think LinkedIn is moving the way of Facebook and the, the, the more autonomous Facebook page. And so LinkedIn is, is becoming a little bit more autonomous with their Facebook page or with their company pages in that you've, you know, you've been able to write updates as a company for a while, but it was kind of stagnant. I mean, even with everything you can do on the company page, they just kind of sat there and most people didn't even go to them. And it's, it still needs to build into a more vibrant, um, social, uh, destination. 
Yeah, destination in itself, exactly. But it's kind of nice because um, the look has changed. So while not a lot has changed with the pages themselves and their function functionality, the look has changed so much. So you know, there's this there's this new kind of timeline like banner uh, photo that you can put on the top. Um, it's by the way for anyone listening, it's uh, 646 by 220 pixels. So if you want to go create a banner right now, you can do that. Um, but you know, it really adds to the branding and to the attractiveness of the company pages. And they've also focused more on the targeted updates. Uh, so that's what you see. You don't see a whole bunch of text about what your company is. And, and we all know that LinkedIn is still very, very text-based. But the company pages are much more vibrant. I'm, I'm excited about them. Um, the other thing is, you know, I think I think LinkedIn, when it first created company pages, you you could have followers, and I think it was kind of an afterthought. We've got Twitter followers, we've got company Facebook page followers, so we should we should have followers on LinkedIn. But then they didn't really do anything with it, right. and what I really like um, with the targeted updates is that I. Th- think, I hope that people will realize that this is a very viable, as you said, destination, and they will begin to encourage people to start following their company page beyond just one-on-one connecting with on, on LinkedIn. And this is important because, you know, LinkedIn has always done that party line, only connect to people you know, but that's not really a great way to uh, build visibility for your business by only connecting to people you already know. Right. And so you know, the new company page really allows you to build uh, a business following that then maybe later become a personal following or a personal connection with you. So let's, let's, let's step back for a second, Vivica, and let's talk about something you've said a couple times, which is targeted updates. Is that what you said? Yeah. Targeted updates. What does that mean? Okay. So on LinkedIn, you've always been able to create, obviously, regular updates like you would a Facebook or Twitter update. Um, So LinkedIn company pages, you can write updates for as well. And what's nice about the uh, LinkedIn company page that you can't do in your own personal profile is you can choose which audience you want to share that target with, whether it be everyone who's following you or a specific industry or a specific location. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, and again, people don't even realize you can do that. Uh, LinkedIn hasn't made it very clear. What comes along with that as well are statistics. So again, you can't see it on your personal updates. You don't get this in your personal updates, but your company updates, you can see how many people have seen the update, how many people have clicked on the update, the interact, the, the activity of that update. And so you can really see what's working and not, and what's not working in your company updates. Again, it's something that LinkedIn hasn't done a great job of letting people know is available. And it's huge to me. It's huge. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk for a little bit about, um, for people that are listening right now that have a company page or thinking about putting together a company page, um, can you share, a way that they can essentially drive people or increase the followers of their company page. And um, for example, maybe start with the, the little widget that you can put on your website. 
Yes. Yeah, so there's a widget that you can put on your website. Um, it's a little bit difficult to find. It used to be just under developers, uh, but now you have to almost do a Google search for it. Um, but there is a widget that you can uh, download a little piece of code and you can put that on your website that will drive people directly to your company profile. Of course, you can put the link to your company profile in an email signature. And I'm, a, I'm actually a big fan of using more traditional methods of marketing, um, like say email, and letting people know why they should even follow your, your company page. We always get that, right? Follow me on Facebook, like my page on, on Facebook, follow my Twitter account. And why? Why should I? There's so much noise these days. Why should I have more noise? And so I think it's a really good, good practice when you're telling people to follow in this case, your LinkedIn company page, tell them what they're going to get out of it. You know, tell them that if there's going to be special offers or if there's going to be helpful hints or if there's going to be rebates or, you know, whatever you're going to do with those updates, let people know the value of following the company page and, and market it in a more traditional way, like like an email marketing campaign. A couple things that uh, we do at Social Media Examiner, if you visit socialmediaexaminer.com, and you look in the right sidebar, you'll see a little button that says in following. And that's essentially a lot like the Twitter follow. It allows someone to follow without leaving our website. And um, there is a certain advantage to that if you're a publisher, if you have a blog, because someone can, with the click of a button, become a follower. Something else that was interesting is someone on our team was on the phone with uh, the LinkedIn company page, um, product development people. And what they shared with us, and this may be news to you, or you may already know this, Vivica, is that um, content that is on a LinkedIn company page that is active has a greater propensity to show up in the LinkedIn Today uh, section of the website. So actually, the LinkedIn Today algorithm does look at content that's shared on company pages. I don't know if you're, you were familiar with that at all, at all or not. I've heard that, but it was through rumor, so I'm glad to get that confirmation. So now I can feel comfortable sharing that with my audience. Too. Yeah, and maybe you can just explain what is the LinkedIn Today a little bit for people that may not be familiar with that. Yeah, so LinkedIn Today, I like to uh, I like to say it's like MSN for, for, for LinkedIn. So what LinkedIn Today does is it pulls up um, articles that it thinks, uh, online business articles that other people, other LinkedIn users have shared um, or that, you know, that it's got a relationship with like say Mashmole or Social Media Examiner and it'll pull up those articles into onto your homepage, which it's nice because they're targeted at your interests. So you can take a quick look at them, um, of course, read them yourself, but also share it with your network. So it's, it's nice for a little bit of, uh, you know, subject matter um, positioning. And of course, if you can get your own article up there, that's great too. But it does take a certain amount of shares in order to get your own blog article um, shared on LinkedIn. And so that's good to know about the, uh, the updates, the company page updates that uh, an, an update that gets a lot of activity has a better chance of showing up on on LinkedIn today and, and also new to LinkedIn. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to add to that um, the benefit if you curate content to share on your social networks, LinkedIn today is kind of really a curator, if you will, of popular content that's shared amongst LinkedIn users. And you might be able to find some good stuff that you might want to share in your other social networks as well. Exactly. That's what I meant, but you said it better. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to add? You said something else that was new with LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. And so then they have, you might have seen uh, lately this new influencer program that yeah. they've got. Um, Talk about they have that. 150, 
actually I think it's 152 now, um, influencers that you can follow on on LinkedIn. It's your choice if you want to follow them or not. And it's people like Barack Obama, Guy Kawasaki, um, I you know, um, uh, Mitt Romney's on there. Uh, so a lot of um, industry leaders, a lot of government leaders, and uh, Jeff Weiner, who's who's um, the CEO of LinkedIn. And I was a little um, curious as to what kind of content would be shared. I, I went ahead and followed a bunch of people. And it's nice because you do get a sense of um, – of interaction with these individuals, Ariana um, Huffington of Huffington Post as well. And actually the articles that they're sharing are very good. And it's more than just an update. Part of being an influencer is you get to write longer, longer uh, blog style articles that get shared. Um, Right now, LinkedIn is choosing who gets to be an influencer. Uh, So again, I'm I'm not entirely sure um, when that's going to be available to maybe the rest of us, but it is certainly worth looking into and you'll get emails about it. It'll also show up on your homepage, uh, whether you want to follow these individuals or not. It's it's LinkedIn's way of, again, trying to create more um, content-rich um, a content-rich platform because I think I think people don't think of LinkedIn as a social media site. Still, you know, they still tend to think of it as a uh, a Rolodex on steroids. And and I think this is LinkedIn's attempt to say, hey guys, you know, we have as much content, if not better content, than Facebook or Twitter. And and so it's um, it's a great opportunity, also to to kind of get some insider information into those influencers as well. Yeah, and I think this is kind of important because. If you've been watching what LinkedIn has been doing, first when they came out with LinkedIn today, it was about sharing the most popular content in different categories. And um, we're seeing content becoming so central to social networks these days. And now that LinkedIn is essentially put together a blog just for highly influential people, which is really what this thing is, and you can share this content across the other social networks, you can comment on it, it really is a blog. Um, It's pretty exciting because I think it's a bold move that we're not seeing And I did do a little research and I did find, I think on the LinkedIn's blog, a link to the influencer program and anyone can, can apply. It doesn't necessarily mean that anyone will be accepted, so to speak, but, um, it does look really interesting. Talk to me a little bit about skills endorsements, Vivica. I know this is something new and a lot of people are getting confused about what's the difference between the skill endorsement and regular endorsement. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are thinking this is a recommendation, and it's not necessarily, um, and well, it isn't a recommendation. And I think with, uh, you know, LinkedIn recently got rid of the rec- recommendation count that shows up on your homepage. So I, there's a lot of confusion about this. So all it is, is when someone puts a skill and to put skills into your profile, it's under the more tab. So you just click on the, the, the more tab in your main menu bar and then click on skills and expertise and add the skills that you feel you have. And they just show up basically as words in your profile. And so what the endorse skills allow other people to do is say, yeah, she does have that skill or he does have that skill. And all they have to do is click on that skill and there's a little photo of their face saying they endorse you. So it's not that you're writing a recommendation for anyone. Um, There's been a concern about endorsed skills. It's it's really funny to watch the conversation. A lot of people feel it's kind of like clout that – 
that people are going to be, you know, manipulating it and playing games with it and that it's not accurate and it's too easy to click on, a, a, a you know, to endorse a, a skill. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's actually way more pushback than I thought there would be. For me, I think this is really good because let's face it, we can, we can put in our skills section whatever we want. If I want to say that I am, you know, an expert underwater basket weaver, I can do that. Or a master juggler. <laughs> or a master juggler, exactly. So having other people say, you know, yes, she is an expert at this, or yes, she is an expert at that, or not expert, but yes, she is skilled at this, yes, she is skilled at that. Um, and in fact, they can suggest skills you might not have thought of yourself. Oh, interesting. So the, yeah, yeah. So the fact that you can have other people kind of credential your skills, authorize your skills, I think is very, very important, especially since there's so many spammers and scammers around these days. So having those endorsed skills, I think, is a really, really good thing. Um, the other thing that I thought was really interesting is when I looked at the skills, my skills that other people had endorsed, I had far more endorsed skills uh in areas that I would not have necessarily put first. So whether LinkedIn suggested that they endorse those skills or they went into my my profile and said, you know, yes, she's this, this, and that, um, as opposed to what I thought maybe I was skilled at. So it, it was it's a great kind of monitoring tool or measurement tool as to what other people believe your skills are as opposed to what maybe you think your skills are. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that particular new tool. You know, what this kind of reminds me of is, I don't know if you remember back in the day with Amazon, they would let their users um, tag keywords with books. And um, for example, when a new book came out, you could put all the keywords of the categories that you... Um, believe that book um, went into and then it would put your name on there and then eventually it would say the number of people in these different categories that essentially are um, doing this with that particular book. It'd be interesting to see where uh, LinkedIn is going to take this, whether or not they're going to um, allow, for example, advertisers to go after people based on skill sets. I would imagine they probably will, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, LinkedIn needs to, I mean, LinkedIn's already well monetized, but of course, like all social networks, it needs to monetize even more now that it's gone public. So I have no doubt that that's one of the directions it's going into. But, you know, in the meantime, for those of us who are users, there's a definite benefit to it. Are the regular, um, uh, I don't know, what did you say the alternative to endorsements was? The reviews or? The regular recommendations? Yeah, are they gone? No, no, they're still around. Um, I'm really, I'm a little bit nervous that LinkedIn is going to get rid of recommendations. And I don't know that that's true. And I haven't been heard that rumor. They got rid of the count, the recommendation count. So you used to see, you know, how many recommendations a person had received on their, uh, the snapshot, you know, the, the, their profile page. Um, and that's gone now. The recommendations are still there, gotcha. but the actual count how many people had and and a lot of people were turning that into a numbers game Ooh, I've got more recommendations than you so maybe it's a good thing that the count is gone I just hope they don't get rid of recommendations because again when when anyone can say anything about themselves on these social media sites I think it is so important to have other people come in and say yes he can do this. Yes, she's excellent at that. You know, testimonials or recommendations I think especially in a social media world are key. Um, we're hearing a lot of statistics, especially around um, Facebook, for example, that um, more people use the mobile app than actually use 
the website. I think it's 52% or something like that. Um, have you heard any, what's your thoughts on LinkedIn and how good is the mobile app compared to the regular website? Do you think there's some room for improvement there? I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn and the mobile user? They are so focused on their mobile um, apps right now. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm a member of a, a LinkedIn group um, for their mobile for their mobile apps. And the iPhone and the iPad app are awesome. Um, if you have not yet downloaded the new iPhone or the – it's not that new anymore. It's six months old. But if you haven't downloaded that app, um, you need to. Uh, I've heard – I don't have an Android and I don't have a, and or a BlackBerry. I've heard that it's not as good, that the, that the app for the BlackBerry and the app for the Android is not as good as the iPhone and the iPad app. I'm a huge fan of the iPad app. Um, I just – I wish I wish the, the browser – LinkedIn is browser-based – platform was as good as their the iPad application and and I find it easy to use um, almost everything you need is is right there it's it's hard to edit your profile on your phone but but the ability to connect to easily navigate um, through groups to easily navigate through other profiles the only complaint I have is I have a super big network and I, it's constantly crashing on me. So the application for me personally, with my big network, it's constantly crashing. Um, but you know, there there are probably only 100 or 200 people who have a network my size. So I don't think it's going to be an issue for most people. Um, clearly, LinkedIn gets that we're we, we are totally living in a mobile world. And I think part of that is also because, you know, only 40% of the LinkedIn network is, is American. I mean, the, the, the majority is European and Europeans, especially um, not only Europeans, but people in India, people in China, they use mobile way, way more than they use uh, browser-based um you know, platforms. So I think LinkedIn is very aware of that. And that's why they have spent the time and the effort to create um, mobile apps that are, that are, I think, better than than the Facebook or the, the Twitter app, quite frankly. Excellent. Um, a while back, there was an announcement that uh, Twitter and LinkedIn um, <laughs> would essentially no longer be, you know, bedfellows, if you will. Um, you know, the Twitter uh, API was not no longer going to be fed into LinkedIn. And um, later speculation is that's because Twitter just wanted to kind of maintain control of its own ship. Uh, I'm just, and it, uh, you probably know more about it than I do, but what are your thoughts about the LinkedIn and Twitter quote unquote breakup? Do you think it's good for LinkedIn? Do you think it's bad for LinkedIn? What are your thoughts? It's great for LinkedIn. I have to tell you, I it just drove me nuts when people would feed their Twitter stream into LinkedIn because a, it's different culture. I mean, it, it, it's just a different culture. The Twitter culture and the LinkedIn culture are different. And I don't want to go onto my LinkedIn homepage and see all those useless tweets. You know, I'm, I have a lot of followers on Twitter. I follow a lot of people on, on Twitter, but I'm, I'm pretty um, focused using, you know, some of the tools available like Hootsuite, et cetera, on who I actually listen to. And I was finding, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother to read my updates on, on LinkedIn because they were just blah, 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 a bunch of garbage. Um, now I find I'm actually reading my, my update stream. Um, yeah, there's once in a while there's people I need to hide, but for the most case, even with a network as big as mine is, uh, 
I'm finding value in it again. So I think it's great for LinkedIn that they got rid of Because it's gotten rid of a lot of the noise is what you're saying. A lot of the noise. And you can still write an update on LinkedIn and share it to Twitter. You know, you can still um, you can still use the sharing bookmarklet and and share to both LinkedIn and Twitter at the same time. So you can still share from LinkedIn to Twitter. Um, you can in open groups. You know, you can still share discussions with Twitter. So I, you know, I I think whether I guess it was I would have thought it was LinkedIn who who initiated the breakup, but, I, but it was Twitter that initiated the, the breakup. But I think it was nothing but good for LinkedIn, quite frankly. I'm I'm so thrilled that that they broke up. <laughs> so let's talk about this a little bit. Um, do you know? I know with Facebook, for example, there's been speculation that if you use third party scheduling apps like Hootsuite and Social Oomph to um, schedule an update into um, Facebook, that it impacts what shows up in the newsfeed. I'm curious, like, for example, let's say you have a blog and you want to schedule um, a post to show up on LinkedIn using one of these tools. Do you know whether or not LinkedIn penalizes you if it's used, if it's scheduled via the API versus manually going in? I haven't seen that. That Now, I'll, I'll let me answer that in two ways. I haven't seen that it, that it penalizes. Now, what I will say is that um, I have used Hootsuite to post into my groups, and there's been issues. You know, either a post won't make it, a scheduled post won't make it, or the posts will all clump together. So anytime you use a third-party application, there's always going to be um, – there's always a possibility that there, that there might be an issue. Um, I've never had a problem with it just feeding into my regular updates though. So that, yeah, that's good. Now see the link, the thing about LinkedIn is they're so conservative with their API that, (laughs) that when they allow someone to use it, I think it usually works pretty well. They're, they're much, 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 much more conservative than Facebook and and Twitter are. Um, So I haven't, I haven't seen that many issues what I have found is that um, I can't, even though it says you can, I haven't been able to post updates, not even post, never mind schedule updates to my LinkedIn company page, even though it looks like you should be able to. Yeah, we do that manually at Social Media Examiner as well, but I do post, I do schedule them to my personal profile. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to be working fine. I mean, I, I've, I haven't had any issues with it. None of my clients have, have reported any issues with it. So one of my last questions for you, Vivica, is one that I often ask on this podcast, which is, can you think about a tip or a technique or a strategy that you have been experimenting with recently when it comes to your LinkedIn marketing efforts that um, you think our listeners might find of value? Is there something in particular that you know, you're kind of discovering as of lately and you're saying, yeah, this seems to really work? What tip would you share with our listeners? I'm, I'm going to give you two, but I'll do them really quickly. Um, <laughs> no, that's take your time. So the first one, and it's so funny. There, there's all this brouhaha about endorsed skills, and you know the company page, which looks different, but really isn't that different from what it was before. And no one is noticing. No one is mentioning the new notifications, the the new LinkedIn notifications tab, which is similar to the Facebook notifications tab. Which I have to say, since I, it's been about a month since I've had it. I'm loving it. What, I, what I, is it? Let's explain what it is. 
notifications tab is, is if you're on Facebook, it's exactly the same thing. On the top of your browser bar, you'll see a little flag with a red number, and that red number are the interactions that are occurring on LinkedIn um, related to your activity. Ah. So it, a notification as to who's viewed your profile is a big one. Um, notifications about activity in a group discussion that you've been active in, um, notifications about activity in your own groups that you might have, um, notifications about activity around your updates uh, if people have liked um, or shared your updates. And previous to notifications on your homepage, you could potentially maybe see that under the activity um, feed on the kind of right-hand side of your screen, but most people didn't even know to look there. And so all of this potential for interaction, all of this potential for engagement with your network um, was lost. And I found just in the the past couple weeks since I've been using notifications, I'm rebuilding relationships within my network. Um, I'm making new connections, valuable connections uh, within my my LinkedIn network. And so I'm finding for marketing, it's been priceless. I've I've already um, gotten a couple jobs out of it, et cetera. So it's the, the LinkedIn notifications, which by now just about everybody should have but you might not even know what it is um so absolutely recommend that people take a look at those notifications every day first thing you do go into your linkedin homepage or actually any page on linkedin and click on those notifications and and respond to that so that's that's the newest thing that i'm most excited about um awesome the, yeah yeah i just love the linkedin notifications again i wish i wish it was getting more buzz than it is um, the second thing, and this is older, uh, is the, the LinkedIn signal, which is found under your news tab, or you can just go to linkedin.com forward slash signal. But you've probably noticed there are some fabulous monitoring tools out there. HubSpot does a great job. Radiant 6 does a great job. But very few <laughs> monitoring tools are able to pick up on LinkedIn's feed. And so you don't know what's happening within LinkedIn, but what you can do with LinkedIn Signal is search on, you know, your own name, your uh, Twitter handle, your company, your products, services, your competition, your clients, and see what people are saying within LinkedIn on those particular, uh, you know, on those particular topics, subject, or people. And again, because it's Signal, because it's update-based, you're not restricted to only communicating with your first level connections. And that's my issue with LinkedIn is it's so closed. It's such a closed network. It, 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 LinkedIn makes it hard to communicate. But with, with LinkedIn Signal, if a second or a third level connection mentions you, mentions your product, mentions your service, mentions your, your competition or men- mentions your client, you can respond to them. You can like the comment. You can comment on the comment. You can start a conversation. Um, and then, again, build that relationship. Take it deeper. And I think that's a huge failing on LinkedIn is, you know, we, we optimize our profiles, we grow our network so we're visible, but then we let it go. We don't do anything to nurture those relationships. So those are the two tools that I have found have been extremely valuable to me personally, to my client base in growing and um, nurturing uh, relationships on LinkedIn. And that last, that second uh, tip was linkedin.com slash signal. Is that correct? 
Yep. Forward slash signal. Exactly. Awesome. Vivica, you are just like a treasure chest of knowledge. This is amazing. So um, where can folks learn more about you and your new book, LinkedIn Marketing, an hour a day? Sure. So obviously on my website, which is www.linkedintobusiness.com. I've got an Amazon link to the book there. I've got my blog lives there, more information about me, how to contact me. Um, And what I will tell you, I'm I'm happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. I, I, I hate to admit this. I'm I'm probably a little bit better at responding to people on Twitter. So if you, I'm LinkedIn, I'm at LinkedIn expert on Twitter. So if you ever have any questions for me, um, you know, you might want to post them in Twitter as well. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm an open networker. I'm, I'm happy to uh, answer questions. Of course, my blog is, is full of information and uh, as is the book. So Vivica Von Rosen, thank you so much for taking time out of your valuable day to share some of your insight and knowledge with us today. It was extremely valuable. Oh, thank you, Michael. It's, I'm, I'm very, very honored. You've been, I, I, you know, I've been looking up to you and using your materials for years and years. So this is an honor for me. Well, it's both an honor for me as well. Thanks so much. <laughs> thank you. Definitely want to encourage you to go check out Vivica's brand new book, LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day. And I also want to mention that you can get the show notes for this particular episode at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 13. This does bring us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. If you love this podcast, we'd love it if you'd give us a little love by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. What this will do is it will pre-populate a tweet into your Twitter feed that says, hey, you're listening to the podcast. I'd also love it if you would give us a review on iTunes and a rating. And don't forget to download the podcast app and subscribe. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.